0: everyone, this is Paula Gamble-Grant with Refresh. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of the Refresh Podcast. We help you slow your soul to grow your soul. And if you want to live your life instead of just skimming it, if you want to connect more deeply with God, yourself, your life's purpose, if you want to learn to live in sustainable rhythms, if you don't want to miss the moments that matter the most, Refresh exists to help you do just that. I wanted to announce again before going into today's uh, kind of thoughts on my heart uh, that I have a free new online course entitled 21 Days to Unhurry Up Your Hustle. And again, if you're tired of always being a hur- in a hurry, if you're tired of waking up feeling like you're already behind, if you want to learn to live more attentively to your life and more fully alive in the present moment This course is designed over three weeks, but you can take as long as you want, Uh, but it's designed to help you learn how to pause, to learn how to pay attention, and the third week, uh, the emphasis on playing. How do you play a little bit more? And thanks to some generous donations at the end of the year, I am able to offer this resource to you for free. So if you have friends or people you know around the world who have internet connection, they can access this anywhere in the world. We've got people in um, Latin America and Australia and Europe who have already connected to begin the course. So you can go to mysoulrefresh.teachable.com, mysoulrefresh.teachable.com, or you can go to my website, click the link and check it out. So hello, it's February, I don't know where this month came from, I just came off of uh, what felt like a month with doing eight retreats or four retreats in eight days, and it was wonderful and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be with different groups of people and help them lean in and let themselves learn how to be loved by God. And so February, we kind of say, it's the, the month of love, right? And uh, what when I seek to sum up the Bible, when you say, what is the Bible really about? I can very clearly, from cover to cover, make a solid case for it being about love. I think of the Jewish people who say the Shema every day. The, they repeat the Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 passage, It's called the Shema, which is the Hebrew word for listen. But the word for listen, which is the number one commanded verb or uh, command in the Old Testament is listen, listen. It also, the same word is used for obey. So it's sort of this invitation to listen with the heart to obey or listen with the heart to respond And this verse invites God followers, right? Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. And all of what I'm talking about in this love today shall be on your heart. The passage goes on to say, teach this to your kids. Talk about this love when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking along the way, when you lie down, when you arise. And also, these early God followers were encouraged to place this command to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and might on the doorposts and gates of their homes and to this day you can go to a jewish home or a jewish place and on there is a little uh, mezuzah on the door and it's literally placed there to remind you that as you walk through the door god is love god is love I've heard it said before, and it makes sense to me because of this passage, that the Jewish people do have a saying, put something before your eye to remind your heart. So what does this loving God look like? I imagine it's as individual as there are people in the world, but I think where most of the people that I meet with get hung up is that they are defining loving God as just doing stuff for God. I got to go do stuff for God because he did so much for me. And it becomes this, uh, this exchange, right? I'm going to love God because he did stuff for me. And it's almost like this obligation. And we negate the very point of the fact that we are the debtor that there is nothing that I have done, nothing I can do to deserve God's love. He is just wild and crazy about me because that is the nature of who God is. When you know you are loved deeply just as you are, not as you think you should be, when you know that God's love bends low... And God delights, not just like, shoot, I got to love this person or shoot, I got to make this person acceptable, more acceptable to me. That's not God's love. This God delights in chasing you with divine love and beauty. God's heart is thrilled and celebrates and sings over you, as Zephaniah tells us. So when you are in the midst, midst of the messiness of your own life, You are still delighted in and held together and offered this peace that passes understanding. And I know for me, that does make me want to respond in love. But love isn't just something we do for another. It's not just an exchange. Most people I know, including myself, find it more difficult to actually receive love, to receive being helped, be received, being taken care of. Leonard Sweet says that the greatest disability he has is his inability to receive. Right? It's so much easier to, to do stuff for God than to to try to prove our love than it actually is to be a recipient of grace. And grace, as we know, says, it is by grace that you have been saved. And if we use the Hebrew word for salvation, Yesha, which means freed from restriction and brought into a spacious place, we can say it's by grace that we have been freed from restriction and brought into a spacious place of this love and freedom. And this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God not to be earned so that no one Can boast. I don't know about you, but I'm with Leonard Tweet. My greatest disability is often my inability to receive. So as we think about the love of God and loving God in this month of love, what does that look like? Well, to me, there's this invitation to receive. There's this invitation to believe that God is not just for me, but God is with me. And I love Zephaniah 317. I can't remember which version uh, wrote it this way, but of course I love it because it uses the word refresh in it. The Lord is a mighty warrior and is always with you. God celebrates and sings because of you and he longs to refresh you with his love. I remember one day I was sitting with somebody in direction here at the house, and I've shared this story before. She 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 always says, can I have the dogs in with me? I just love your dogs. And every time they, she comes in the door, she and the St. Bernard have this big love fest, and they, oh, I love you. And they, you know, Rocco's wagging his tail, and she's making all these cute noises, and they're just delighting in one another and having this joyous connection, and it brings joy to all of us. And then she came in and sat here in the room, and the dogs were in the room, and I asked her, well, so "What's your sense of how God delights in you and celebrates over you?" And she grabbed her head and got a furled brow and said, "I, I don't even know what that means. I have no idea. Like I feel like you're speaking a foreign language to me. I don't know what that means." I said, what if God's love and celebration over you is like the same way you're greeted by Rocco every time that you come over to this house? Every time you guys wag and greet and delight in one another. What if God's love is like that? What if God celebrates and sings and wags because of you? And what if God longs to refresh you with his love? Immediately upon saying that, tears began falling from her eyes. Oh, I want that to be true. I want that to be true. If you want that to be true, if you want to know that your life is celebrated and sung over, even though it may be messy, because God loves us not as we think we should be, but as we really are. I want to invite you today, this week, not so much to consider how much do I love God and what do I need to do for God, but to consider instead in what ways are you noticing God's celebration and delight in you? And in what ways are you doubting it? Where are those yeah buts? Yeah, he loves me, but if he knew, you know, I want to also invite you to pick a reminder to prompt you to remind yourself of God's love. Maybe it's the first thing you do when you come home after work or school or grocery shopping, right? You walk through the front door of your house or you come in and you sit down, just like the passage in Deuteronomy encouraged us that as we walk through doorposts, as we sit down, we, we pause for a moment and just say, Lord, I open my heart to trust your love. Help me see how you celebrate and sing over me. Help me see how you delight in me. Perhaps it's better for you to meditate on God's love and delight when you're on a walk, right? Because that passage said when you walk along the way. So you get up on a break, you go down the hall to the bathroom, open your heart, say, God, help me to see and trust your love. Or maybe you're going to and from your car, you're walking to and from your car to the parking lot, to the store, to work, to home. As you're walking along the way, how will you open your heart to trust God's love? And I know too that sometimes for me, having the last thought before I go to sleep be about God's love having the last reflection of my day, noticing where was God's love and beauty in my day? And where did I rush past it? Where was God trying to get my attention to tell me he delights in me? And where was I going so fast that I missed it? And I hold those in my heart and I deep breathe deeply and I fall asleep. But also in the Deuteronomy passage, it says when you lie down and when you arise. So what if the first thing in the morning... You just said, Lord, I'm arising now. Your mercies are new. Open my heart to notice and receive and trust your love. In the background, you can hear my dear Rocco dog snoring. He's here in the room with me, completely content, completely resting, completely safe. And if you were here, he'd be really excited to greet you. How will you let God's love bend toward you today. If you'd like more ideas on how to pause and pay attention to Unhurry Up Your Hustle, don't forget about the 21 Days to Unhurry Up Your Hustle course. It's at mysoulrefresh.teachable.com. It'd be a great thing to do with a group of people, friends, your small group, your family. But remember today, As you sit in your house, as you walk along the way, when you lie down, when you arise, as you walk through doorways, into offices, into stores, into your home, into your schoolroom, God's love is with you. Blessings to you on this day. Remember to be gentle with yourself and as always, peace and good to you and all whom you love.